0: was just in with us we've been talking much of the hour about the Raiders moving on Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler the GM is gone the head coach is gone the OC is gone in Mick Lombardi which I don't really understand that one I understand he's got ties to McDaniels but why not give him a shot uh I'll be I'll be blunt about this I mean, I think part of Mick's opportunity in the first place, one was a connection, to, Mon, to Josh McDaniels, but two is the connection to a guy named Mike Lombardi, his father, who worked years back for the Raiders. You mean some clown
1: named Michael Lombardi?
0: <laughs> now, that's, not an impression of
1: uh Jason Kelsey, because he said that uh, what was the coach's name when they first won the Super Bowl? Now nah, I ruined the bit. But I just remember, that's one of my <laughs> lasting memories of Jason Kelsey during the Eagles' first Super Bowl parade, of him saying there. some clown named Mike Lombardi.
0: I said Doug Peterson wasn't Yeah, he said qualified. that Doug Peterson
1: wasn't qualified coach, and he's like, some clown! <laughs> so every time I hear Mike Lombardi's name, I just think of Jason Kelsey calling him some clown. But- All right,
0: so give me, give me your assessment of some of the reasons, and I'll roll down the list again from both myself and – Adam Hill. Adam appeared at three fifteen. We'll put that conversation up after six o'clock, as we uh, try to put out more and more videos and audio from Cofield and Company. uh, At Steve Cofield, at Demon underscore the boss. Let me start at the top of the list, right? Because I think we've we've kind of we've moved past the you know the shock, the timing, doing it eight games into the season, short week, Monday night football. Um, I think Mark Davis just got really frustrated um, in the last three or four weeks and decided to, to rip off the scab. So I listed biggest mistakes as dumping Derek Carr without a good plan in place. And the plan with Jimmy G was just a very shaky plan. And then Adam Hill mentioned something really important. Looking forward on Derek Carr and the way they executed it, uh, uh, just on the surface is one thing. But if you, if you think about... Maybe the Derek Carr mistake was from the beginning of the regime because it didn't appear that McDaniels and Ziggler really wanted him here, so why didn't they just move on him and start their era with a new quarterback? And then there were so many missteps along the way because they didn't make the right decision. If you don't want him, it's like, oh, well, we don't really love him, but let's give him one year. Why? Why? And then Derek Carr couldn't understand the over- complicated, overly complicated offense of Josh McDaniels. And then I, I, I believe he got upset and said, I'm out. And then he's not around for the last two games of his time here. It just seemed like a, it was a clunky operation from the beginning and they didn't really do what they wanted to do with Derek Carr.
1: Steve, I will say this in defense of Derek Carr, that when it comes to them this complicated offense I think that Derek Carr yeah this is me defending him he's too much of a pleaser or he's asking hey how exactly do you want it and Steve I think you can you've worked with people like this where it's just that you overcomplicated in your head it's not that he didn't have the ability to it's that he wanted to do things right by this renowned head coach that he was getting and do things perfectly to a fault or sometimes Derek you're overthinking it what you really need to do is go out there and play
0: by the way, I was actually in that argument. I was defending Derek Carr. Oh, it, 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 I, I was not ripping him. Um, and I I don't feel too bad for Derek Carr because I think he makes his own bed oftentimes. Um, and he's got he does have a lot of flaws. He's not. It's you know, he's I don't think he's, you know, single handedly leading the Saints to victories, but he's doing enough to make sure that there are mistakes made and the defense can help him win games. And he's made some plays. There's. There's no doubt. So I was defending Derek Carr there. And again, if the GM and the coach don't want you, um, it's a, it is a weird situation. You know, the funny thing is, Josh McDaniels went 9-16 and 16 over 25 games. And when I made out my list of all the mistakes he made that wound up getting him fired, I didn't include the games he lost. The, the, <laughs> some of the really bad games he lost. Because I truly don't believe that it was just about wins and losses. I think a lot of it was the behind-the-scenes stuff, um, managing players and the, the GM in between the both of them. But Adam Hill in his RJ story when he came on the air, I mean, he, he you think back, some of the losses for the Raiders fans and this team and the players, they were kind of crazy. You, I don't even know if you mentioned this on the air. I think you mentioned it off the air on Monday because I, uh, I was loving all over Kyler Murray saying, hey, you know what? Someone around the league needs to steal this guy from the Cardinals. They don't want him. And during a break, you were like, wow, how much of an impression did that Cardinals comeback on the Raiders make with you? And I'm like, a, a, a big one. Um, <laughs> you know what's crazy? That miraculous comeback and then kind of the Keystone Cops plays where he's running all over the field and just gassing out the defense and you know, finishing it off with touchdowns and two-point conversions. That wasn't even their worst loss under McDaniels.
1: But it was the first home loss.
0: Well, but some of the other games. The Jeff Saturday Colts game loss, which actually made Derek Carr cry. That was terrible. This most recent game with the uh, Bears and Baygent, that was just awful. The horrific loss. Last-second loss against the Rams and Baker Mayfield in Rams camp for like a half an hour. There were some really bad losses,
1: Devon, really bad. They were all so bad. And when you combine them because you say you think you also want to go with the combination of things behind the scenes, but it's those losses that the fans got mad about. Where the fans, they probably don't care about Adam Hill not getting a proper – you know, media time for the next day until 8.30 at night. The fans only care about the wins and losses, and all that they saw was, Mark Davis, you let go of Rich Basaccia, who took us to the playoffs and hired this bum from the Patriots who's trying to implement Patriots West, and we hate the Patriots, speaking from the fans' perspective.
0: That violation is a big one as well. Um, So while we're ripping the dysfunction of the Raiders – We always like to pull back the curtain at Cofield and company. And I think we're pretty well organized, but there are times where I'm like, what are we doing? And today I'm set up at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. And this is a massive building, beautiful building. It's got two floors. There's a studio here uh, upstairs. Um, And a while ago, I looked out the window and I was like, oh, Justin Watkins, you know, he's here at the office. Sometimes he's out and about. Uh, And then I texted you about, I don't know, 14 minutes ago. I'm like, hey, you know, we're ready to go here. And then I look on our little video screen and I'm like, why is Justin walking into the studio at Lotus Broadcasting? What is happening here? Yes, he Justin is now in this studio. You walked over, you drove over, and you walked into the studio about 12 minutes ago. Yeah. Sorry.
2: <laughs> it's all right. Um <clears throat> I should, Well, normally our parking lot isn't so full that I could see your car out there. I did and, park uh, behind someone but who's got park, a little taller car. Yeah. And so I didn't see your car. I, I wasn't looking for your car. I thought I was going to the right place. Uh, but normally I would have walked out and saw your car and I'd been uh, like, oh, we're here. And I would have just turned around and walked back in. But in any case, the, the funny thing is, is I was listening on the drive over there <laughs> and I'd never heard anything about, you know, we're at the Battleborn broadcast. You know, I, whatever. I, it happens from time <laughs> to time. And, and, and I'm notoriously late whenever you guys hold the show in my building okay. right above my office somehow.
0: Uh, we are in the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Uh, <laughs> we're live uh, in the building. You can call 766-1400 when you need help from all the folks at Battleborn. All right. So we were talking about the Raiders. We've been talking about them for an hour and 10 minutes here. And I've, I've talked a lot about the dysfunction. And then there's, there's a, a lack of likability on a lot of fronts. I like Mark Davis. Um, but I do understand why people could be turned off by John Gruden. I do understand why people could have been turned off by Patriots West. You have not jumped, and you're pretty loyal to Vegas teams. You're sort of a Charger fan, but Staley, I think, is driving you over the edge. You're ready to become a Raiders fan. So how big is this next move? Uh, I don't know. To get a new regime, a head coach, or does it go back to, hey, the Raiders as an organization are just – you look at them as evil, as an AFC West fan, and something is going to have to – something will have to happen that is spectacular to move you over.
2: I wouldn't say I'm ready to become a Raiders fan, and I wouldn't say my perception. I, I'm saying it could happen under the right circumstances where I'd be ready, um, and there's a couple of things that add to that. Number one, I grew up being a San Diego Chargers fan. Um, I went to school in San Diego. Uh, when they moved to L.A., uh, you know, I, I kind of lost some loyalty there, but a lot of my favorite players, Phillip Rivers, Antonio Gates, those guys were still there, so I, I, I sort of rode with them. I think they got a better stadium. I think they did a, a, you know, they done a good job generally as an organization outside of Staley. But my perception of the Raiders isn't that they are somehow evil. It's it's way worse than that. It's that they are completely inept. And I don't want to be a fan of an inept organization.
0: You've already been doing that for a long time. Honestly, the Chargers have their own ineptitude. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you know, if you move... if yeah. Same thing for me. If yeah. I'm moving from the Jets, I'm not screwing around. Yes, I'm that's going right. You're to a work. winner.
2: That's yeah. right. Yeah, I've already, I've already put in. You know, you asked me about the Golden Knights and how critical I was going to be this year, and I said, Hey, listen, it's the first team I've ever cheered for that has won the thing. So they, they've got my loyalty. You know, I'm a Chargers and a Padres fan, and they've never won the thing. And so, it, again, if I'm jumping, it's gonna be. I'm more likely right now to jump and become a Dolphins fan than I am to become a Raiders fan because I just love the way they play. I love watching their games. I actually tune into Dolphins games to watch their games because they're an exciting organization. So my point is, is if they were to do this right, if they were to bring in the right kind of coach, the right kind of GM and put a product on the field that, that looked like it was viable and exciting and entertaining, and, I, and had an identity with Vegas that worked, they could get me. But I have no reason to believe that they're going to do the right thing because uh, Mark Davis has a history of not Las Vegas Aces aside, that Las Vegas Aces was kind of built by the time he bought it.
0: We know that a combination of GM Stephen Jackson and coach Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Smith, you'd be, in, you'd be on board uh, as Oregon State alum. What about Harbaugh? Might get me there. Really? Yeah. Really? We're going to talk about this, uh, this cheating scandal coming up. Uh, I, I know. I, I actually you're don't. Like, you're like,
2: that's a Raider. No, I actually don't like Harbaugh, but I, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you sort of, you sort of send over your, the betting odds list. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them are the hotshot OCs or DCs somewhere. I don't think that's splashy enough to get me going. I mean, outside of them proving to win, you know, Mike McDaniel wasn't splashy right. until he started winning. Um, you know, what What could get me, like, immediately? If they hired back Gruden, that'd be interesting. I'm a, I'm a, I wasn't a Gruden fan. I don't like Gruden either. But that would make them interesting. Um, if they hired Dion, that would be very interesting. Now we're talking. Uh, you know uh, I I would if they hired Dion the truth of the matter is I'd watch I would everybody's watching Colorado Buffalo games right now you think they wouldn't watch Raider games if Dion's the coach a below 500 college football coach is yikes is the number one rated football team in all of college football right now for for a team that wasn't even in the top 10 of their 12-team conference in ratings so I I'm saying If you're going to get me to the Raiders, you better be entertaining if you're not completely winning. And uh, obviously, you take winning first. uh, But about the only thing I like about the Raiders is Max Crosby, man. I think the dude's amazing. And uh, I watch the games for him, mostly. Um, Getting rid of Derek Carr is helpful for me to become a fan. I I couldn't have him as quarterback of the team that I'm going to cheer for. So my my point is, we got an open opportunity for them to do something right to get people like me who have are loyal to Vegas to come aboard.
0: I'll make a correction to uh, Colorado is on its way to being below 500. They're actually four and four. You know, the crazy thing about all of this, the Raiders are off by one year. Shane Steichen with Vegas ties. Looks like he's going to be a hell of a coach with the Colts.
2: Ladies and gentlemen of the Jura. It's time for Cofield and Company's legal insider, Justin Watkins,
1: ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports
0: Reno. Man, oh man, November just started and now we are going to watch a Raider season for another nine weeks, 10 weeks, I think, with the bye and do this coaching speculation for two and a half months. I I guess it's a dream for most sports talkers. Okay. I, I can't do it. By the way, when I say I can't do this or I don't want to talk about the Raiders or I don't want to talk baseball, don't take it so literally. One of our top listeners, Derek, uh, penned a tweet yesterday. He was asking about the future of the Raiders, and I, he said something like, I know you don't want to talk about it. I, we'll talk about everything. Yeah. When I say that, I'm just I'm frustrated or annoyed by the situation or it's going
2: to irk me. So, yeah, Harbaugh. I mean, how do, you feel about, how do you feel about your comment a couple weeks ago when you were happy that they came back and beat the Patriots when Adam and I were saying, you just blew it. You blew the season. You blew your uh, draft pick. I mean, if I, you were going to fire yeah. the franchise. Oh, I think they, 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 they put they themselves
0: did. in the worst possible position. I think they've gotten themselves out of it. I don't know if AOC is going to play the rest of the season. I don't know if they win more than one or two games the rest of the way and, and four wins. Could have them in the mix. And at least in the mix is if they're in the top 10, then oh, to, the top to maneuver ten. up to a top uh, higher pick is easier than if you're sitting out at like 14, well, which you, is where they were going to be if they finished with seven wins.
2: I know, but if you look at all the, the teams that are at two or one win on the season, they all need quarterbacks, right? And so mm. they're not trading out of that spot. I mean, you got
0: Are we 100% convinced? I made my pitch for my guy the other day. I did like a good 45 minutes on Monday before the trade deadline about Kyler Murray. Yeah. We're 100% convinced that the Cardinals the Cardinals are going to play him. Yeah. Now I I believe mostly that it's going to be a showcase so they can move him. Yeah. What if he looks really good? What if he actually picks up this offense? What if he shows maturity like, "Hey, I just got injured, my mortality was tested, and now I've got a real coach and a real organization." What what if they can rebound him and they're like, "You know, we'll move the
2: pick. We don't want one of these quarterbacks." I mean, in the draft. Yeah. It- you, 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 the one thing that was critical of Kyler Murray coming in being size and durability has come to fruition. That is his Achilles heel here. He, he's not durable. And and frankly, yeah. when he has been, he, it's not like he's been a top five quarterback. I think he's been middle of the road, slightly better than middle of the road when he's been there. But, um, I, I can't, I can't see how that that's your preferred solution if you've got potential top three or right now they're they're slated for the number one spot right now you, you could have caleb williams if he's willing to go he probably i would think he probably would go to arizona would come out yeah you know there's how about doesn't work i need that leadership <laughs>
0: Oh, no, what if it was aaron glenn the dc for detroit as a head coach you trade for kyler murray and cliff kingsbury as the OC. But, oh that, but the, that's the problem going oh, yeah. back yeah. is that Murray didn't mature around Kingsbury. So I can't, right. any, I can't put those two together. I know Um, the teams at the bottom. I, I'm not so sure you're completely correct on, Hey, they all need a quarterback. Well, all right. The Patriots are two and six. Yeah. They, they, they need a quarterback, right? Um, the giants need a quarterback. They're two and six. Yes. The bears are two and six. They need a quarterback. Yes. By the way, Justin Fields is a very interesting guy to get in a trade. Stop it. For bargain basement.
2: Packers need a quarterback. They're two and five.
0: They have Jordan Love. Yeah, okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. They need a quarterback. Panthers are one and six. They don't. They don't need a quarterback. And then there's the Cardinals. Yeah, All right. They there's need there's, a, quarterback. there's so a lot of teams. Six the- of the bottom seven teams yeah. need a quarterback. So you got to be, I mean, if you're talking about moving up, you're going to have to overpay
0: to do that. Well, they can't, they can't win more than one more game the rest of the way. And then if they're, if they're like eight, nine or 10, um, I mean, the, the I have to look at the, <laughs> yeah. I have to look at the bears and the cards trades because they have two picks. They have yeah. two first-round picks apiece, so maybe right. the second one would be available. Okay, so there's a possibility there. I don't so know. then my so then my solution of going after Kyler Murray, you get a you know what the cost is. He makes thirty-six million dollars a year. He's only twenty-five years old. You don't keep playing around like rooting for good luck in the draft.
2: We'll see. It, well, now yeah, you're it, just this, you're this just is what I
0: didn't want to do. You're just trying We're to ruin it.
2: You're rooting for good luck on lack of injuries when there's a history that says he's full of injuries. I mean. At this point in his career, Kyle, Kyler Murray has missed as many games as he's played. So all of a sudden, I mean, that's, that,
0: uh, don't let's not be crazy.
2: I mean, all of a sudden, that's going to turn around and this small quarterback's not going to get injured anymore on a team, on a bad team. 84 touchdowns,
0: 41 interceptions. Yeah. A boatload. I think he's got 23 rushing touchdowns. Someone's got to grab him. It should be the Raiders. But anyway. Um, all right. So Harbaugh. Yep. Um, I would like someone with a, virtually squeaky clean character i think harbaugh is a weirdo This stuff going on this this appears to be a pretty elaborate cheating scheme spying scheme i mean the stuff that came out monday is that bobby valentine and a fake mustache on the sidelines uh at cmu i mean this is way worse than that come on yeah Bobby that, that Valentine was, that was, was a being joke. funny yeah. yeah this is not funny so this former marine i guess you're always a marine yeah um what does this do for you that he might be on the sidelines at a CMU game
2: trying to scout Michigan State? Well, it, it's beyond that because what, what the reporting has confirmed is that 12 of the 13 Big Ten opponents that played uh, Michigan in the last year have confirmed that this dude bought a ticket to their game and in most instances, I think all instances, then gave the ticket away to somebody and the investigation is, for what purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So the person could record this information. To me, this is like this is huge. To me, this investigation needs to be fast tracked before Michigan ever steps foot in any college football playoff this season. Oh, like this you, season. yes, this season. I mean, the cheating occurred this season and last season uh, affected games this, this season, season, and they got to get go to the college football playoff last season. Cheating, so. Uh I, I mean I think it, I think it assures two things. I don't I don't believe the NCAA enough to say that they'll get they'll get them this investigation wrapped up before college football playoff. There's okay. no reason to think that they will. All right. But I guarantee Harbaugh's going to leave for the NFL. Um give I me, believe
0: Give me the other guarantee, the one I want.
2: That they will be punished, but none of the kids on this team, right? It's going to be a year or two no, no. that there's going to be some playoff ban that they get. And it's not even going to have any of the kids on the roster that were part of this situation. Here's what I want. Okay.
0: I want legal action. Oh, I, that I want. Could I happen. want. This system is so rigged. Yeah. You know how much I hate it. Yeah. Let's start here, mm-hmm. right? Group of five states, politicians have not latched onto this. Man, I wish you would stayed in office because I think you would have made a run at this. Um, the way the system is rigged. And the monies really aren't available to group of five schools to get into the major bowl games and whatever it's called now. It's not the BCA, whatever. I guess it's college football playoff one. Um, the way it's rigged, states like ours get denied potential monies. And then when you see a school that has all the advantages and they're cheating, scouting, we'll say illegally by the rules, why shouldn't someone step up in the state of Nevada and make a really big deal of this? Like, this affects our funding. Yeah. And let's go further. Let's go back to last year. You want the ultimate rival move? How about Ohio State file suit? Yeah. And you tell me if this is crazy. Just can, you, can you, could you put together a case and fight for potential earnings that were lost by this cheating? Like, yeah. I could have gotten to a bigger bowl game.
2: Yes. I think I think a claim can be put Get together. Really? Yeah, I oh, do. yeah! But but I also don't think it comes from, uh, you know, what you're traditionally thinking as a politician, right? It needs to come from the Attorney General's office, mm. the State Attorney General's office, who yeah. wants to put a claim together and says that we were defrauded rightful monies. Now, here's the thing. To say that you could prove that we would have won that game but for, and that if we had won that game, what would have happened becomes very speculative, you know, where it becomes more certain is, um, you know, if let's if you could narrow it down to a singular game that derailed your season, let's say it's Ohio state, Michigan, in the big 10 championship game, this information was not out there yet, right? Ohio state loses by a field goal. Um, there's, there's some, crazy play that seems to be out of line where they knew their, their defense or something like that. Oh, Michigan goes to the college football playoff instead of Ohio state going to the college football playoff. Right. And you can link it right up to, to a singular event. Then I think your damages become much more certain and a claim becomes easier to make. If we're trying to do it as UNLV, well, what'd they lose 45, seven or something, you know, they lost and most jurors would probably agree they were going to lose no matter what. And it wouldn't surprise me if Michigan did not pre-scout UNLV at all. It wasn't part of the cheating scandal. It was other teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, I
0: actually, I do believe, and these are just allegations, but I do believe in the two games that I would watch the closest and I was there that, Michigan had intel on some of the UNLV plays, if not a lot of them. And I also believe they had intel in the game against Rutgers. Yeah. Because it Michigan's awesome. I will give them credit. Their defense is great. But it's actually two opponents they played who have run the ball really well against everyone else. Mm-hmm. They couldn't freaking do anything against Michigan. Now, that might just be Michigan's talent. All right. But there's two instances where these are two of the top, we'll say, 33 rushing teams in the country and nothing on that day. Yeah. I, I just – this, this – I mean – Boy, a trial would be awesome. I would love to hear from you know players getting up there on the stand. And yeah, I heard I heard them yelling our exact play thirty four times. Yep. Call oh, out let's match play. it up
2: with the video. Oh, look at that! Look at that hole plugged. It's like they knew where we were going. Yeah, it would be awesome. And and I and I do think if you can prove that up, I do think that there's a viable claim there, right? Especially because underfunded states like ours of higher education, every dollar matters, and it's not just like any money that comes in athletically is only earmarked for athletic spending, like some of the bigger schools could do. You know, every dollar that our higher education spends is accounted for and is provided by they're, the state. And it, and, and it matters. They're defrauding and me. Yeah, yes. They're defrauding the education of the kids at UNOV.
0: That's right. They're defrauding little kids around Las Vegas. I don't
2: know about that. I can't go there, but I, I, I can sign on Let's to the other there. stuff. I could sign on the other stuff, right? Like we only have so many dollars that we can spend for higher education here and so every dollar that doesn't come in that should come in uh affects what they can spend in order to educate the people who actually go to school there and it affects how much we have to give of our tax dollars we'll
0: find out about uh, the latest with vgk and some uh, past transactions that the nhl has noticed and uh, raised a red flag
1: it's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins, only on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno.
0: All right, rolling on. Cofield and Company. Justin Watkins is here. Battleborn Injury Lawyers. The offices in Las Vegas. There's offices in Henderson, and in Reno. You got to come downtown. And downtown. Okay, I need to mention that. Seven six six fourteen hundred from anywhere in the state of Nevada. We turned past the halfway point. Damon is back in our Finley Toyota studios.
2: I just saw Damon. I know you. Know. Nice
0: guy. It's uh, it was, it was good. It's very good. It looked like a good meeting when I was watching you guys uh, <laughs> Kibitz, uh, on video. All right. Explain the situation with, uh, the Danoff and VGK and the league and what's happening.
2: Yeah. So is VGK fans will remember a couple seasons ago, uh, at the end of the season, they were, uh, they were strapped against the cap, up against the cap. They were trying, battling to try to make the playoffs. Um, this is Pete DeBoer's last season, um, and they attempted to shed some salary by trading the Donoff over to Anaheim, um, effectively for nothing. In fact, it appeared as if Vegas had to give away a pick in order to and take on some salary in order to make the trade happen. But they were sort of desperate to shed the cap space. Uh, and then some weird news came out where Dodonoff is like, uh, "I'm not going to Anaheim. Uh, they're on my no, no trade list." And Vegas is like, "You don't have a no trade list." And er- and everybody, in- including some of the reporters who were breaking this story today, uh, were kind of like, "Oh, that's that's VGK malpractice. Look at what they're trying to do to somebody. Um, they're trying to trade them and then use the pressure." in the media to sort of embarrass this guy into accepting a trade to a team that's on his no trade list instead of just sort of honoring what's on the no trade list. Well, there's two layers of of what's kind of funny here. So the NHL did an investigation. Uh, They came down and said, the team that's at fault here is Ottawa. Ottawa didn't properly obtain, secure, and provide the no trade clause list, to VGK, when VGK um acquired Nanoff from Ottawa during the offseason prior to that season. And so that trade caused damage to VGK because they were left with the belief that they they could trade them anywhere. And that wasn't true. There's was a 10 team, no trade clause. Um, and so the punishment is, which sounds is pretty severe to me, they have to give up a first-round pick. They could pick which year. It's either this year, next year, or the following year. One of their first-round picks. The interesting part is. is that investigation started a co- since the Denadoff trade a couple years ago, and concluded today. In the interim, the Ottawa Senators were purchased by somebody else for a billion bucks, and he came out today and said they didn't tell me that they were doing any investigation when I bought this team. I had no idea. Who, who's they? Who's supposed to tell them? Well, it's in my opinion, if the league, if right? The league's got to tell them if yeah. they unless unless the team already knows. If the team already knows, the seller already knows, then the seller needs to tell them. If the seller is unaware of the investigation, then I believe the NHL should be telling him. And so I actually think, you know, it's probably not what you want to do as a new owner in an organization is come in and start throwing legal haymakers, but he certainly has a claim. He absolutely has a claim to say, hey, this was a disclosure that need a material term uh, of a disclosure that needed to be made. It would have affected the purchase price. I bought it for a billion bucks. You know, if I knew about these things, it would have been 900 million or, or whatever. I might have even gotten part of the deal. So I think you might see an extra layer to this, although with him being the newest owner, maybe, you know, he just lets buy guns. That's a nice thing guns. to do. Yeah.
0: Doesn't have to do it. Right. This is a real screw job. I think so too. Let's do a giveaway right now. We got four packet tickets to uh, T-Mobile on Monday. Uh, highly anticipated Naismith. Basketball Hall of Fame series, HOFseries.com. At Series is where you can get more information, get ticket links. Go directly to get tickets at AXS.com. Kim Mulkey and the LSU women are in town. Uh, on the men's side, there's four games. Uh, USC will take on Kansas State, uh, Georgia, and Oregon. DeMond's got a four-pack right now. 364-1100, 364-1100. Caller 7.
2: Hanging at the Battle Born Broadcast Center. It's Cofield and Company.
0: Justin Watkins is here. It's Cofield. Uh, Damon is back in our Finley Toyota studios. Five o'clock hour, we got a rush with the uh, LA Vegas Hawaii report. Uh, we'll have more on the Raiders' big moves last night with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler fired from their gigs and uh, OC Mick Lombardi. I don't know why he's taking strays, but he also got fired. So, uh, ooh, changes are on the way. We'll see if the Raiders can get it right this time. You know, we were just talking during the break about Pac-12 football and what a high the conference is on right now. Uh, Oregon and Washington look like they can have high-level magical seasons, but they got to get the job done against a very balanced conference. It's wild behind them, including your Oregon State Ducks, who are going to be taking on – did I just say Oregon State Ducks? Beavers, who are going to be taking on Colorado last week. Luckily, you weren't near TV. Mm -hmm. Your guy Jonathan Smith with the fake field goal before the half on a fourth and ten. Oh, boy.
2: Was a fourth and five? Fourth and five. Okay. But there's, but they were twenty yards away from the end zone. And there's three seconds left. That's the miscalculation, That's right? A good point. And it, so he the... had to score a touchdown. It wasn't really a fourth and five. Is essentially a fourth and goal. Was the runner the holder? The holder. He actually looked kind of fast. Yeah. But you're
0: right. He yeah. had to go so far. Like, yeah. what was the point? Just yeah. Put the three points up on the board.
2: Oh, I know. Well, and it, 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 I'll, I'll say this about Jonathan Smith. You know, I, I'm I'm completely biased and I'm a homer, but he went in that press conference. He's like, totally blew it. He's like, I blew that call. Good. He's like, I got so excited. We had the bye week going in. We'd run this play. I got the exact look I wanted. And I was thinking fourth and five in my head. And I wasn't thinking fourth and 20. Yeah. It's and where I was on the field. Yep. I just, I just, Accountability. I just, got, yeah, I just, yeah. Why got, can't all
0: college coaches do that instead of bowing up yep. and then making it worse? Yep. And trying to fight people on it.
2: Yeah, turn it into, I mean, you, you know, the one thing I, I, I love watching what Dion's doing in, in Colorado, and he uh-huh. has a lot of accountability, but for everybody except himself. He does not yeah. come in and say, I blew it, yeah. you know? Um, and, and so I had to appreciate that. I mean, it just killed me. I was I out was hunting. I was literally off the grid, like couldn't be reached. And When I got down off the mountain and my cell phone started buzzing with all the messages, <laughs> like, oh, it was brutal. I, even, I mean, didn't know if they'd won or lost until I just started reading messages. And I'm like, oh, we blew it on some... You know, I mean, it was the end of the half. We still could have won the game, but um, but you lose by a field goal, and you could have had a field goal lead going into the half, and you gave it away. Uh, just doesn't not a good look. Russ
0: Dellinger, late last week, actually middle of last week, said Mountain West and Oregon State and Washington State are considering a scheduling alliance that may lead to
2: a long-term agreement. Oh, I love this. Oh, no, 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 no. This, this is doesn't a good move. Kill
0: your Big Twelve dreams.
2: No, I don't. I think it actually does the opposite. Um, because what it does is it takes care of the scheduling issues that Oregon State and Washington State could have if they are a two team conference and gonna ride out that two team conference ship for two years, which they have the right to do under the NCAA rules. It keeps them viable in this lawsuit moving forward if we're not gonna get a decision right away. If the lawsuit's gonna fight on for six months, nine months, twelve months, and you got your scheduling alliance, okay. I'm good. I I we could do this, and I can still fight for all these assets. Uh, now, does it make it more likely that they're going to do some sort of merger with the Mountain West than they will of getting an invite into the Big Twelve or the ACC? Probably, but if we're coming into that, if we're coming into the Mountain West Conference with an extra 200 million in our pocket uh, because we've won that lawsuit. Uh, and we have some assets to sustain these programs for a period of time until the Mountain West contract is up and there's some more realignment going on, well, then we're doing the right thing by our student-athletes. Wouldn't it be a hoot with all that money if they could actually kind of
0: almost reroute it creatively to NIL? They came in with a scheduling alliance, and they're like, you know what? We'll take Tory Horton, the best receiver. We'll give him 250K at Washington State. Um, you know what? We like that Jaden Miaba guy. Let's give him 500K.
2: Yeah, and you, then, you and then be- everyone
0: here would be like, Gloria! Like, what did you do? What did you do? They had all the money.
2: No, well, you know the money can't come from the schools, right? It's got to come from boosters. Oh, um, I said, I said yeah. it. Reroute. Yep. Reroute. Yeah, yeah. Reroute. <laughs> be creative. Yeah, I'm sure, th- I'm sure there's a way, but you know. From my perspective um i expect that in this you know we got a hearing on this thing next week week after next week um i don't know that it will get decided right then and there but we should have a pretty good idea about whether oregon state and washington state are going to win this lawsuit and i think if they are likely to win this lawsuit and take control of all the assets and uh well and liabilities but control of every aspect of this pac-12 moving forward and how it finishes out the year and how it looks going forward um that's about as good of a position as we could be in and being left out you know uh it does give us a position that we can rebuild the conference you don't have to take the bottoms of any conferences just to to be a part of you could rebuild the Pac 12 or you could use it as leverage uh to get into one of the power fours that are left and this will be I mean Oregon State already is a great example
0: of this um where you are right now in football really does not matter if you don't have all the attractive goods like market size like oregon state's a pretty good football program the big 12 should have looked at them and gone well look at where they are right now boy air force could go unbeaten in the mountain west conference and you said it repeatedly don't want them don't want them
2: it may not because of their air force the number one reason is they can't do anything else uh it's against their rules in the in the academies um i i love the you know, the academies, I love everything they represent. They are actually the truest form of what's left in college athletics. So uh, it's not a slight against them, but the reality is, is if I want my conference to succeed, I want my conference to be the most friendly NIL conference in the country. And that's how I'm going to compete. And so you just, I don't think you can have air force with you. And we've mentioned it repeatedly in group of five states
0: that don't share in the money, you should be blowing people out of the water with, your, what's the right word? Your openness to NIL. Yeah, you, there, you should be embracing it and p- almost pissing off Power fives. Like, hey, what are they doing? Hey, we're on the outside looking in. You won't let us in, so this is what we got to do to compete.
2: Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, I think here uh, in particular, the leadership in higher education needs to be leaning on the legislature to ask for more friendly codification of rules so that you can actually sell to these recruits and say look what you can do in nevada like look at we've set this up for you to succeed and i i just don't think that that has been where the priorities of leadership of our higher education system has been i understand they they're educators right they right. they they have doctors in education because they are educators and they believe in academia but the reality is is if you really want to compete in academia you can't piss away tens of millions of dollars yeah. every year by not being competitive in athletics. You can't do it.
0: This may be happening on school websites at 75 schools. I just hadn't seen it before. I was looking up some information on Georgia basketball because they're coming to town. I was looking at a particular player, and I looked in the corner. They actually had a link on the player page that said, uh, if uh, you have NIL interest, here's a direct link to contact the player. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm not even, maybe
2: that's no. happening everywhere. I don't think it is either. It's great. It's, you know, you can't facilitate it, but it doesn't mean you need to hide their contact information, right?
0: Uh, U.S. check that. UCLA and Colorado meet at the Rose Bowl last week, and apparently there was a big heist in both locker rooms. Yep. Um, Dion's just throwing out everything. Like, he wants this paid for. He wants it covered. Now he wants the Rose Bowl to cover it. I mean... You're an attorney. This is an insurance deal, right? I mean, the the people from the Rose Bowl or stadium ops are not paying for all the goods that are stolen. Now they they should solve the caper, the heist, heist. but they're not going to pay for it.
2: They're not going to pay for it. I mean, this is the old we are not responsible for what you leave in your vehicle when you park here situation, you know? Now it's a little bit different. Okay. It's a little bit different when you are, well, you know, the legal term is an invitee into the facility for the purposes of performing within there right you're not a fan you're not being invited in to spend money you're being invited in to create money right that's a that's a different sort of relationship and so i do think that they do have an expectation of hey when we come in here we expect you to provide us with sufficient security in order to for us to perform as we've agreed to right Uh, they in essence have a contract of this performance, whereas fans don't, you know, somebody breaks into your car while you're parked in the parking lot at Chavez ravine. Well, you're, you're SOL. Um, I think this is a different relationship. Um, I do think something will be done, uh, in order to try to, to make these kids whole, it's going to be difficult about how do you prove the inventory of the stuff you've actually lost, you know, and not get taken advantage of there.
0: Let's just talk some business and legality and if there could be problems down the road with this. I'm guessing no. James Dolan is not a moron. He might not be a great guy. The Knicks owner and the owner of the Sphere. Apparently, the Knicks were looking to, you know, get another patch on the uniform at a high dollar number at 30 mil per year. He appears he's going to take Sphere advertising dollars, give it to the Knicks, and the Knicks will have a Sphere patch. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that within properties you own, right?
2: I think it's fine so long as um, the, as I understand it, um, MSG Sphere Knicks all has common ownership, meaning any minority owners that are part of MSG Sphere um, are the same minority owners amongst each other. But if it was like, let's say the Knicks Dolan was an 80% owner and he's a hundred percent owner of Sphere, and he gave himself the patch at a discounted price that came off the top of what these other minority owners could have made, then you got a problem absent open disclosure. Like it, you know, people can sign off on that if they want, but you have a fiduciary duty. You have a legal obligation to do what's best for your organization that you sit on and that you control always. Um, and there's nothing to say that doing something that's right for both of your organizations, that there's something wrong with that so long as, Again, it's open and you're not shortchanging one organization in exchange for the other, which doesn't sound like that's what's happening.
0: The voice of Justin Watkins What will we do without them, right? All this legal stuff. We need them. Uh, and if you need you got to call 766 1400. Office is downtown in Vegas, Henderson, in uh, Las Vegas proper. We're at right now in the uh, BBC. Check that BBC. And uh, in Reno, 766 1400. Last one. We got about a minute left here. Uh, Adam Hill has been ranting and raving about F1. This sucks. It's not doing anything good for the market. I saw Al Snell, who does the LV Sports business, uh, tweeted out something to the effect of F1 wants Clark County to pay $40 million for that road paving. LVCVA did a deal, uh, roughly $20 million deal. Is this all worth it for F1? I'm
2: going to reserve judgment until we get done with this. I think the first year is going to be the hardest. um, And let's see what it turns out. By all accounts, it seems that their numbers are not what they thought that they were going to be as far as ticket purchasing. and Don't we
0: make the same mistake here by going for the moon? I mean, these people are billionaires and millionaires and making healthy living to make these decisions. But they came out of the gates and it's like, hey, this is only for the richest of the rich. And I think a lot of locals immediately got turned off and now they're like, oh, now it's cheaper.
1: Nah
2: right no i mean so we'll see I,
0: down the stretch if it turns into a gigantic success
2: i mean you're trying to come into a mark I, I i don't think they ever tried to play up to our market until the very end when yeah. they weren't getting the numbers that they wanted right they were saying hey we got an awesome location for all you super rich people to come to and watch this right. right i don't care about the locals i don't care about how we're disrupting their lives by tearing up the strip for six months don't care about any of that don't care about whether they purchase any tickets until all of a sudden ticket prices weren't what they wanted and they're like hey locals discount and they're like oh, okay Wait, on practice? now. man, come on. Yeah. So I, I think it's a little late for them to ingratiate themselves to the locals, but whether or not it was a bad deal for Las Vegas investment, I'll reserve judgment until after.
0: I'm going to say all of this disruption is fine with me because I don't have to be down on the strip that often, but I'm near the strip at UNLV. I rode one of the temporary bridges. I want this to be permanent. They mm-hmm. built a temporary bridge on Flamingo over Koval. It's one of the greatest things I've ever been on that's good because it has been a living hell yeah and the other day I was like because every time I'm down there I'm like eh, like, what, do right. I trust the, the the navigation like what do I do and then I get stuck in this weird like it just jams up yeah and then I'm you know basically driving my car off into the freaking flood channels behind uh, old IP there in the link um I went over that bridge I was like this is wonderful
2: yeah well that's all we only should place. do this all over the city that's the only place I go is is UNLV on that on that side of the strip too and so I know exactly what you're talking about it's awesome Um, you know, again, let's see, let's, we're almost there, you know, let's see what the race produces. Let's see what kind of money it generates. And then let's make a call whether or not the next nine years are going to be worth it.
0: There he is. Voice of reason. Justin Watkins. We'll see you.